G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Our Middle East reporter is Ron Ross. He's joining me on the phone once again. Welcome back, Ron. Thank you, Tracy. Well, there's a lot going on at the moment. And of course, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, Israel's PM, he's uh, heading to the US. He's due to do a speech at Congress next month. And that's getting just a little bit of publicity, isn't it? All over the place. Uh, The opposition parties in Israel are very negative about him going to Washington. They say it's going to affect uh, US-Israeli relations for the next two years. Uh, Netanyahu's determined that he will do anything to stop uh, the progress of Iran going towards nuclear. And uh, in the meantime, Obama and Netanyahu are at cross-swords in different locations. One of the situations that's being uh, considered right right now is that the Netanyahu team has been reacting to criticism and they may stop the live telecast of the speech. Uh, Netanyahu may address Congress and uh, committees in Congress, uh, but it's possible that the worldwide telecast will not be seen. Uh, There's been constant criticism uh, of Netanyahu accepting the invitation, but now the United States media is saying that the Obama White House actually knew of the invitation before it was issued. Uh, But last night, both Obama and Netanyahu spoke at different meetings. One was in Washington, the other at Bar Ilan University in Israel, and their conflict was made obvious. Netanyahu said in his speech... Obama is forming a bad agreement, and I'm going to Washington in order to avoid that agreement. Obama, in his speech, said, what's the rush? He couldn't understand why Congress uh, were inviting Netanyahu, uh, but Netanyahu was adamant uh, that the deals going on with Iran right now were a bad agreement and in actual danger for Israel. He said, since the establishment of the State of Israel until now, there were always disagreement on issues between Israel and the United States, but our relationship remains firm. This time will be no different. This is an issue, and it's an issue I see myself as having full responsibility for Israel's security, and that's why I'm going to Washington. Uh, So it goes on, and I'm sure we're going to hear more about it as the March date draws closer. Of course, because... President Barack Obama doesn't really have a lot of friends in Congress at the moment, does he, with that political situation? No, no, no. Uh, And in his speech last night, he said, what's the rush? Unless you think it's impossible to reach an agreement with Iran and we should not even consider the possibility of an agreement, I do not think so. I don't think it's uh, not a possibility. But because as President of the United States, I've also examined what would happen if we do not reach a diplomatic solution. And, of course, I think he's playing with the fairies right there. Mm. All right. What's the latest uh, with Jordan and their targeted bombing raids against ISIS? Well, it's very interesting that they're becoming more intensive 
and uh, the United Arab Emirates have joined in and uh, joined the uh, Jordanian Air Force. Uh, the generals in charge of the attack said that they flew 56 raids uh, over the weekend and uh, some ground troops were dropped in and uh, they're becoming very effective. And now President Obama apparently has uh, sent a, an objective to Congress asking for permission to up the ante from a United States point of view. And there's some talk uh, that America may now move to uh, sending in some form of ground troops. Uh, but the assessment by analysts was that within the next few weeks, thousands of uh, militants will be moving against ISIS in what should be a very effective campaign. We do know that some of the ISIS leaders have been killed in the Jordanian raids and King Abdullah has no uh, incentive at all to back off. Uh, his people are going out on the streets to support him. His wife went and joined the citizens in the street at the weekend to uh, declare that they were going to get rid of ISIS once and for all. Uh, and so it would seem that now that there are Arab groups uh, coming in support of the removal of ISIS, uh, America is getting a lot more interested. But President Barack Obama has always previously maintained that there would be no boots on the ground. And uh, isn't that interesting that a political leader would make a statement that sooner or later would be reversed? <laughs> uh, I don't think any country uh, has missed out on that over the years. Uh, and Obama has made so many weird uh, uh, proclamations in the past uh, that I'm sure what, whoever becomes the next president will have to reverse a whole lot of what he's already started. OK, so the whole objective, obviously, of, of, ISIS, of ISIS is to establish a caliphate. So there's now a women's ISIS group that are releasing details on how other women should live in that same Islamic state. Yeah, this is a reality check for all women who think that every woman in, uh, in the Islamic State is uh, a victim. Uh, their uh, mandate says girls can be married off at nine years of age, women should stay in the home and be veiled, and motherhood is the only purpose for a female's existence. Mm. And these provisions were detailed in a manifesto written by the Al Cancer Brigade, an all-female branch of Islamic State. Uh, they said, just as they have sexed up what it is to be a woman living in the so-called caliphate, this document dresses it down. Women, in its unambiguous statement, are homemakers and mother, the foundation said. The matters of adventure and excitement, themes most used by female Western recruiters trying to recruit young girls, are the realm of men and men alone. And we've seen that working, sadly, haven't we? I mean, there has been a number of people head from Australia and New Zealand and the US to go over into these regions. So obviously their campaign is working. Yes, and they're coming from all over the world. And uh, I saw a report this morning uh, that said that their uh, Islamic State is calling for terrorism all over the world. And they produced a very slick video to encourage people to replete the Charlie Hebdo kind of assassination that took place in France. But the uh, frightening and chilling thing was that they did the, the, the whole thing in Arabic, but it was subtitled in English. 
So they're targeting English women as well as English men. All right, tell me briefly just before we go, I know that Pastor Jack Hayford has made some comments in recent times about the persecution, particularly for Christians who are supporting Israel at the moment. There was a conference held last week in Colorado of a new group called FIRM. This is the Fellowship of Israel-Related Ministries. And uh, Jack Hayford uh, did the penultimate speech on the final night, and his declaration was that we live in perilous times. We're standing for righteousness, including standing with Israel. And that may mean persecution, and I'm saying even martyrdom. Uh, saying we must engage in spiritual warfare, Jack Hayford emphasised the need to pray and urged the crowd to take the 1% challenge to devote vote 1% of each day, 14 minutes, to pray for Israel and the Jewish people. And incidentally, in the Christian for Israel magazine coming out soon, I've written an article on that spiritual warfare where unfortunately I found through the years the worst attended meeting at any church is the prayer meeting. And we need to get on our knees if we're going to eradicate terrorism and see the Lord get in control and his lordship rule and reign and bring sanity back into our relationships. That is Ron Ross, our Middle East reporter. Ron, thanks again for your time on the phone today. Thanks, Tracy. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.